Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no offseason. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm trapped in my home. I am trapped in my home. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The, uh, the street that I, I live on in Pasadena, California, overlooking historic Rose Bowl, is kind of a narrow street. It's a two-way street. But it's a narrow street, which is a pain in the ass sometimes when you, you want to drive out of the driveway and one car's in here. You know, your, your two cars are sort of facing each other at this point, and you're going like, "I want to drive forward, but there's only enough room for one car." Well, today, Southern California Edison is doing some work in the electrical towers. You know, the, the, the wires are going, you know, you understand what I mean, electricity? You understand what I'm saying? So the street is blocked off with basically an imperial walker is in the middle of our street now. And I can't drive in and out of it. Now, fortunately, stuff I'm doing for the people who are paying me money uh, don't require me to leave my home. But even if I wanted to, this thing is like, it's scary. It's got legs, it's got teeth. It's grinding up Steve Buscemi's body from Fargo. It's just this strange monster in the middle of our street right now. So I'm here, and I figure now's the time to talk a little baseball. And as I sound distressed that I'm in my home, that's not what's making me distressed. What's making me distressed is that a line drive hit Felix Hernandez in the arm today. Now, I have to admit this. Whenever I see someone taken out of the game for an injury, I fear the absolute worst. It's like, oh, that's it. There's their career. There's their damn career. Ray, you'll notice I just said damn. I didn't say goddamn. Sorry, Ray. And maybe it's because I saw Joe Theismann's injury on Monday Night Football. Maybe it's because I watched that game where Dave Dravecki's arm snapped in mid-pitch. That I'm like, oh my God, like I, get, I feel the worst. And, and sometimes I'm, I, I'm so proven wrong. Like I remember in the 2008 NBA Finals when Paul Pierce came out of the game. And eventually they put him in a wheelchair. I thought, he's never going to walk again. He came back. He scored and was the finals MVP. (laughs) You know? So who knows? This may be Felix Hernandez getting hit by a pitch in a spring training game. And he misses one spring training start. And he winds up winning the Cy Young Award. That could be what's happening. Or he could be hurt. And my God, would that suck! Because the Seattle Mariners are and have been a team that have a special place in my heart. And they have been for a while. I wish I could say it was just because my favorite non-Red Sox player of all time is Ken Griffey Jr., which it is. I wish it could be because I received my master's degree from Washington State University, therefore I feel a connection to Washington. That's true. 
It could be that I have an intense love for the Pacific Northwest, and do you know what? If things unfold in a certain way, I could certainly see myself living there at some point in my life. That's true, but for some reason, my love and affection of the Mariners started before all that. I don't know why I have a thing for the Mariners. I do, though. I do when they were Jim Presley and Ray Quinones and Harold Reynolds and Alvin Davis and an outfield that had, uh, who was in their outfield? They had Henry Cotto in their outfield, Mickey Brantley in their outfield, Phil Bradley in their outfield. You know, for a year they had Danny Tartable. For another year they had Glenn Wilson. For some reason, they had Jeffrey Leonard the first year that Junior was there. I- I've-, I've always had a strong affection for them. And along the way, they have had some of the most dynamic and best and most recognizable players in all of baseball having at least part of their prime there. Ken Griffey Jr., Randy Johnson, Alex Rodriguez, Ichiro Suzuki. We got Edgar Martinez, who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer next year. All these great players who have played gigantic chunks of their career in Seattle, and Seattle remains the only major league city to never host a World Series. And I have to phrase it like that because the city of Washington, D.C., had uh, hosted the World Series when they were the Senators. Can I go on one little tangent here? When the people were forming Washington State, do they realize how much easier they would have made all of our lives if they picked any other name than Washington? Because you have to always say, Washington, you mean D.C. or you mean the state? And it's not like Washington State is next to Washington, D.C. Washington's name was already claimed for our capital, and now we have a state called Washington. You couldn't call it Adams. You couldn't call it Jefferson. You couldn't call it Franklin. Yeah, there are plenty of founders out there if you wanted to name it after a founder. I could have gone to Madison State University. Would have been cool. But it wasn't. Anyway, just, it always, you always have to point out that which part of the country. I mean, Washington and Washington State are two very different places. And I really don't see myself living in Washington, D.C., although if you told me, hey, you're going to live in Seattle, you're going to live in Spokane, you will go back to Pullman, I could see that. I digress. Felix Hernandez is the latest borderline Hall of Famer to spend the bulk of his career in Seattle. And he has yet to pitch in a postseason game, despite having a wonderful career. And this is a career that seems to be on the downturn. I, don't, I mean, I'm a big Felix Hernandez fan. I am. He's one of my favorite players in baseball, and I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him win a title. Of course, I'd love to see him win in Seattle. I'd love to see the Mariners finally get over the schneid and play in the World Series and win a World Series. But this is going to be the 14th season of Felix Hernandez in Seattle. 14 years. And he's the last year he had that was a great year was, eh, let's just call it, what was it, probably 
2015, he was a Cy Young contender, Cy Young runner-up in 2014. But since then, he's been injured. He's not been an ace. He hasn't come close to 200 innings since then. And this pitcher who for a while looked like, yeah, he may have a shot at 300 wins, has been stalled out at 160. And look at do I think he's a Hall of Famer? I think he's certainly borderline. I think you could make a, a decent case for him. Uh, I don't know if he's quite there yet. He might be in that vortex that you see of these ace pitchers who had a tremendous peak, but not quite long enough of a peak, like Dave Stewart, like Oral Hershiser, like Johan Santana. But the thing that made Felix Hernandez so special was that he was a 190, 200-inning guy by the time he was 22. And by the time he was 28 or 29, he was still that. So there still was that sense of, oh my God, this guy's given a whole decade of putting together you know, top-notch starts like this. And he's, you know, he's only 32. And he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top 10 Cy Young seasons in his career. So there was a sense that all he had to do was stay moderately healthy and stay on the mound, and we're looking at a Hall of Famer. So when I see someone like that have a line drive off his arm in spring training, I say, God damn it, sorry, Ray, but that's what I say. You know, the Seattle Mariners have the longest postseason drought of any Major League Baseball franchise. They've never won a pennant, and they haven't been in the postseason since 2001. We've had a Marlins championship since then. We've had a Rays postseason since then. We've had the Pirates come back from the dead. We've had the Royals win championships. And the Mariners, who have been given, once again given, a great superstar... Are, are squandering another prime. Think about the team. The team in 1997, I've talked about this before, the team in 1997 had in their prime Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, Edgar Martinez, all on the same team, plus a 20-win season from Jamie Moyer, plus home runs up the wazoo from Jay Buhner. They won one playoff game that year. Forgetting... They're butt-kicked by Baltimore. And here's another great superstar that they've had. Dynamic superstar. Fun to watch. Stayed in Seattle. Signed a long-term deal to stay in Seattle. He's played, this will be his 14th year. He's never played for any other organization. He's everything you're supposed to love about baseball. He's a true ace. You give him the ball, he gives you nine innings, he goes deep, he's a dominant pitcher. There's hardly a category you can point to that he hasn't been elite as a pitcher. And for the Sabermetrics crowd, he's a wonderful sort of canary in the mine because the year he won the Cy Young Award, he went 13-12. and 12. And all of the... the you know, the traditional stats say, how, how could he be the best pitcher when he was only 13 and 12? And everyone was able to point it because he played on a terrible team. Everything he did was perfect. He's this great figure in baseball history who has been stuck 
up in the Pacific Northwest with as many postseason appearances as me. And the Mariners have an outside chance at the postseason because the American League's wild card is, you know, is a toss-up in many ways. There is a wild card spot that if you are a mid-80s win team, you've got a shot at it. We know the three division winners are, barring catastrophic injury, the Indians, the Astros, and I hate to say it, but probably the Yankees. With the Red Sox looking better, you know, a lot of stuff happened to the Red Sox last year. Uh, This is not a Red Sox episode, but a lot of terrible things happened to the Red Sox last year, and they still won the division. And I think their lineup is going to be better this year, and I think the team is going to be better this year. So, I, 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 barring catastrophic injuries, I think Boston's in the postseason as well. But that leaves another spot. Right now, the front runner, especially after the Jake Odorizzi and trade and the Logan Morrison signing, I think the front runner would be for Minnesota to go back as a wild card team. But it doesn't take a great amount of imagination to see the Minnesota Twins taking a step backwards. And the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, are they still called that? I I can't keep track. I think they dropped the of Anaheim. Let's just go back. I'm going to call them the California Angels. I think are going to be much better. But you know what? They're they're not a guaranteed either. And you have a Mariners team that has some between Seager and Cano and Cruz. They've got some bats on that team. They've got some quality players on that team. And if they had a comeback season... Kind of like the comeback season that Justin Verlander had a few years ago from Felix Hernandez, who is only going to be 32. It's not like he's an ancient mariner. And for him, you can actually say something like that. Then the idea of the mariners making the postseason is not outlandish. Is not crazy. To get the mariners off the schneid and make their first postseason appearance since 2001 is not crazy. But if you remove Felix Hernandez from the situation, it might be. And that sucks. That absolutely sucks. Now, he could be back tomorrow. He could. He could be, ah, you know, it was just fine. We took him out for precaution. And this could all be for a bunch of nothing. And if it turns out that he is healthy. If it turns out that he can indeed pitch. If it turns out that Felix Hernandez is indeed ready to pitch and looks good and you know what, he'll, he'll be fine. Then do you know what you have to do, Seattle? You have to run down the street like George Bailey at the end of It's a Wonderful Life realizing the bullet that you just dodged. And you have to then go out and say, hey, look it. Is uh, Lance Lynn still available? Is Jake Odorizzi still available? Then F it. Let's, let's sign him. Now, you, I, I have a podcast that's ready to go for tomorrow where I talked to Justin McGuire and we talked a little bit about Jake Arrieta, who I believe you cannot give him a fourth year. I think giving him a four-year deal is insane. But if you give him an expensive three-year deal, 
Why wouldn't you do that if you were the Mariners? Why wouldn't you do that if you take a good long look at your team? If you take a good long look at your team and you realize, oh, okay, if you have Felix Hernandez and it turns out that he's going to be available and it's a good pitcher, okay? Now I'm just going to go, I'm going to look at my little chart here with the Seattle Mariners going into this year. The fact of the matter is you have King Felix. If he's still a quality pitcher, and then you have some combination of James Paxton, who you know had a fine year last year, and the the likes of a Mike Leake, who you know has who's talented. He's not a great pitcher, but you know you never know what you're going to get from him. And then some combination of you know Marco Gonzalez, who they got from St. Louis, who a few years ago was a great prospect. Erasmo Ramirez, which is, well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Ramirez was, was, did fine. But imagine if you had um, King Felix back and you say, okay, he's healthy now. And then you take, you know, Paxton and Leak, and then you throw in the likes of a Lance Lynn or an Arietta. All of a sudden, you have a pitching staff to go along with Seager, to go along with, you know, uh, uh, Robinson Cano and seeing what D. Gordon can bring about. All of a sudden, the idea of that team being an 80-some-odd win team is not crazy. They won 78 games last year. They won 86 games the year before, 87 games in 2014. Those win totals would be enough to make the postseason. And if it takes an expensive three-year contract as opposed to a long-term contract, that seems to make sense to me. And Seattle, let's be honest, is not a small market. A lot of money's in Seattle. It should be a big market. They're building stuff like crazy in Seattle. It's the entire Northwest. It's Portland, it's Vancouver, it's Tacoma, it's Spokane. All of that is Mariners. The Mariners should be to the Northwest what the Red Sox are to the Northeast in New England. But it's hard to be that when your team isn't in the postseason. And what they have to do is give their fans a taste of that. Say, here's what it's about. Now, would making a wild card and getting bumped in the wild card game do it? Do you what? I don't know. I don't know, but it's got to be a start. And you almost have to look at it in a way that you can no longer squander Hall of Fame caliber players on your team. That was what blew me away when I saw that clip. And I thought to myself, what if that's the end? Because you can go from Hall of Fame level Cy Young contender to out of baseball in a hurry. Happened to Johan Santana. Happened to Cliff Lee. Happened to the late Roy Halladay. Hell, it happened to Pedro Martinez. That you can go from, oh my God, you're an elite player, start rehearsing your Cooperstown speech, to, hey, is Tim Lincecum still employed? 
That's how fast it can happen. And yet, the Mariners were given someone who had a decade-long prime of 200 innings, quality seasons, elite pitching. And they put around him exactly zero postseason appearances. In a league where they have expanded the postseason from four division winners to 10 postseason participants every year. There are 30 teams. A third of them get to call themselves a playoff team. They haven't got to the top third, essentially, of major league teams during his entire prime. So, if it turns out that Felix Hernandez is significantly hurt, then you got to sit back and say, well, it's another lost year. And maybe another lost legacy. And it's too bad. When the Mariners were playing a lot of those years, they were playing in an empty kingdom, losing season after losing season. Threats of moving to Florida, threats of moving here, threats of moving there. And when they finally got a taste of it in that wild 1995, Seattle suddenly went from being a graveyard to a place of rabid fans. And if you talk to Mariner fans of a certain age, the reverence they have for a team that got to game six of the ALCS, they didn't even get to the World Series. But that 1995 team, what that meant was, wow, look at what I can experience. I never knew it felt like this. Well, I got news for you. That was 23 years ago. Using the rule of seven, if you're a 30-year-old baseball fan in the Pacific Northwest, you don't have a memory of junior racing all the way home. So, it's imperative. The Mariners have once again been given a great potential Hall of Fame player who didn't spend three years with the Mariners and skedaddle, but put together a significant body of work in the Northwest. And still there's no pennant there. If they have him back, it's time to just slap the team together and teach a fan base who hasn't, I mean, forget 95, we'll take about 2001. The 2001 season, the 116-win team, that was 17 years ago. Rule of seven, if you're 24 years or younger, you don't remember that. It's time to make new memories, and let's hope, let's cross our fingers that King Felix is not dethroned. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Getting down on my knees, and if I started to pray, might as well start praying now for the health of Felix Hernandez on this, the 26th day of February 2018. This has been Sully Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan, trapped in my home from an Imperial Walker, and you can call me Sully.